It's time for The Drive's Top 5 at 5. Quitting time on your Thursday, 501 here on Fan Run Radio. Russell Bear, Houston, at your service for another hour. Here on The Drive, we start with Tucker Harlan's Top 5 at 5. Tucker, hit me. Thank you, Russell. At number one, 12 of Tennessee's 30 SEC baseball games will be available on cable TV this season. Uh, the 12 games are the entirety of the LSU series, two games each from the Alabama, Georgia, Missouri, and Vanderbilt series, and the Thursday game at Florida. Get the boys on TV. The Mid-April for the LSU series, yep. by the way. I looked it up. All of these games are on TV, though, really. Yes. But you know you, you don't TV, have to have a, you don't have to have a streaming service for twelve of them. What channel is the game on? How do I pull it up on www.espn.com backslash? It's so cool, man! That like, you get to watch all of these. Hopefully, the Tennessee wow. in-house broadcast maybe picks up a a third camera. <laughs> just an idea, just a thought. Can we get it to where, ooh, this is a great question for Dr. Dan or anybody affiliated. When, when we have the new press box and everything, can we get a camera shot from behind home plate that isn't through the net? You know what I'm you talking risk, about? You risk like, the camera. You a little you foul do. tip and you're I mean, out really, 500 really, bucks. Well, I mean, really, the, the game, the primary broadcast should be from center field all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Like it's hard when you're watching the the one camera behind the net broadcast, especially when it's the one up in the press box, and you're just like, I think he threw the pitch. Yep, they're moving around out there. <laughs> ball the ball was hit somewhere hit to left field. I think he caught it. I don't know. He's throwing it in. I'm just sitting there like Andy Brock, save me here, buddy. I don't see anything. Throw me a burn here. At number two, the format of the 16 team SEC baseball tournament has been announced. All 16 teams will participate in the tournament, and it is single elimination. The top four seeds in the tournament will receive double buys. You want to get that double buy being the top four, man. Could we not make the championship series double? That's the three. Is that too much to ask? You just feel, I don't know. Well, I mean, do, do you like I mean, the current, like the last two, is it the last two or last four teams don't make it? Or does everybody make it now? Last two do not make it. Last two don't make yeah, it. Yeah, now. Because it was done. Ole Miss and Mississippi State that didn't make like it last that. year. I like, like the fact that everybody makes it. You do? Why, why are we wasting time with the, the teams that aren't even taking it seriously? Just let them go home. I think they're, they're trying to see baseball. if they you can, never know. Well, going to one game, it's almost like maybe they're hoping they can steal an extra spot in the NCAA tournament each year. It's a good conference. Somebody's got to get left out. It is a good conference. At number three, the Tennessee Titans have hired Baltimore Ravens defensive backs coach Denard Wilson as their new defensive coordinator. Wilson has quickly ascended in the coaching ranks as he transformed Baltimore secondary into one of the best in the NFL. Did he? And they were good players. I don't know. I, I hope I'm wrong on this guy. Again, I, I just think if I if I'm a first time head coach. And I'm going to be offense, offense, offense. I'm hiring a, an established veteran guy that I can just turn that, like like Lane Kiffin did when he brought his you dad. You go out and get like Wade Phillips and yeah, somebody. I mean, apparently they also thought about like thought hard about keeping Bowen. 
Yeah. Which would not have been a terrible idea. I mean, he's, he's not done bad as a defensive coordinator. He's just, you know, had the wear and tear of injuries and, you know, misfortunes of that, less that, than stellar draft picks. That, that front was pretty, uh, pretty stout. Well, I understand that new guy wants to clean house. Understandable. Fresh start. So, not, not surprising, but. No. All right. It's Denard Wilson. At number four, the Green Bay Packers have hired a defensive coordinator out of the college ranks in Boston College head coach Jeff Halfley. The Eagles were 22-26 and in Halfley's four seasons at Boston College, and Halfley worked as an NFL assistant coach from 2012 to 18. And he said he just didn't want to be a fundraiser anymore. He wanted to be a football coach. I don't blame him. You know what Boston College ought to do? Oh, boy. What should they do? There's a very successful coach from the Boston area who's yeah, looking for oh. a job. Yeah, he, he didn't get hired in this cycle. He does He does love hard work. I don't think he wants to be a fundraiser either, though. I don't know. His his motto was always, no days off. Do it fits job. the college game. Halfley leaves Chestnut Hill with a 22-26 and 26 record. Uh, there was probably also a, oh, I've been here four years. It's not going well. I got a chance to be an NFL coordinator. I feel like the absolute ceiling there is just six or seven wins. You can't do anything better than that. Go ahead and take my chances. Might as well. And finally at number five, an enterprising TikToker managed to gain admission to Disney World for only $8 by using a golden ticket that was nearly 50 years old. Golden ticket. So he explained that this so-called inflation bypass, which hailed from 1978, had been collecting dust since before he was born, leading him to believe it was an old keepsake, but he quickly realized the vintage ticket was potentially valid after realizing it had never been used and there was no expiration date. So it like a paper, physical ticket to Disney World. Yes. So imagine you've like kept a ticket to the game, but you never used said tickets that's what this yeah. is yeah but how much i mean how much they gotta honor it right there's no yeah. there's no expe- expiration date so uh, how the much lady- is a ticket to disney world is it that expensive <laughs> it is expensive but the lady apparently started stamping void on there but then she just gave him a yellow pass and let him in so oh i would have gotten mad if they'd stamp void on it 109 a day that's all what this says it says prices always change and uh can vary but right now, now is that where you can hop on the monorail and go over to epcot to uh, you get the park hopper experience park hopper is that like a real phrase? how many different parks is it now disney world you got magic kingdom epcot uh used to be like mgm hollywood studio yep, not yep. sure what they call it anymore and then animal kingdom and then you got the the water parks too. I mean, there's there's a lot. You nailed it. Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Hollywood Studios, Animal Kingdom. You, you genius. Uh, uh, I got kids. I, I, I've done the Disney thing. I, I am intimately familiar. <laughs> How many times you been? A lot. Many times. More than three. Yeah. More, More than, than five. five. Oh yeah. Wow. In my life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. I mean, it's uh, it's it's. Yeah, I've been in several years. It's, it's too expensive now, man. Like, Were you aware there's all these secrets coming out on like you know, videos on TikTok? Are you aware that they crank out a scent of freshly oh, yeah. baked chocolate chip? Oh, cookie? yeah. How good does it smell? 
Smells nice. Covers up all the puke. <laughs> the puke smell. The I've heard it's the cleanest, one of the cleanest parks on the planet. Yeah, because they have like people basically disguised, just sort of walking around, yeah. picking up trash and stuff. And there's like, you, you know, fake the, trees that they go in. To there's tr- fake hide trees it. and stuff, but there's also like a entire complex underneath, mm-hmm. underground. There's like tunnels and five yeah. stories underground. Of it's got its own. Uh, I think it's got its own jail. Well, the the story goes like Walt Disney saw. Because they've got the different, you've got like Futureland and right. Frontierland, and like Walt Disney saw like a guy, a cowboy from Frontierland, like walking through Tomorrowland, the future, and he was all pissed off about it. So he's like, "We're gonna build." Is he? He didn't want that. No, messes with complete the complete immersion. Keep, yeah, keep the worlds their own. Hmm. You ridden on Space Mountain, huh? Oh yeah. <laughs> Really? I have ridden Space Mountain, yes, many times. You know what my favorite thing to ride on in uh, Disney World is? That damn monorail. I love it. See everything. Still futuristic. Oh, yeah. 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 Track, you go over the water and everything through the hotel. Through a hotel? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Contemporary hotel. It goes right through. Zoom. Just right through it. You got this big mural on the wall. Very cool. Not cheap though. But like this guy went it. for ten bucks, huh? Yes. Good for him. It'd be cool to be able to get in that exclusive club down there. You I think I would have thing? sold that. Like, is is there? How much could you have sold the golden ticket for? Some, yeah, just as a some some Disney freak would have paid thousands, thousands. for that. Oh yeah. Uh, what what's an annual pass to like Dollywood? Off the top of your head, isn't it like one eighty nine? I'm gonna say something like that. Something like that. You you want to know what an annual pass to Disney World is? You want to take a stab? 25K. 25K? Yeah. I'm not quite that like much. 1500 It's about $1,500. $1,449. Really? Not that bad. Pretty... I mean, it's not, it's not the actual there. ticket to get in the gates that... No, oh, no. Lodging, food, travel, but souvenirs. If a, it, I mean, imagine if you were a kid living down there. You save up your money, get that pass. That'd be pretty cool because you wouldn't have to worry about lodging. You wouldn't have to worry about food. That's part of the experience, though. Is like you want to stay on property, and yeah. You got the, especially if you stay one of the nice ones. Like if you're in that hotel where the monorail comes through, and you just hop on and you're right at the park. That ain't cheap. Where do you get on the monorail? They got stopped. Like at that hotel. Like literally, it's inside the hotel. Like you go down to the like lobby. How do you get to the monorail from the from the airport? Well, you would have to drive. Like the last time we went, they have like a, a bus, like a Disney bus that will pick you up mm-hmm. at the airport and drive you straight to your yeah, hotel. The shuttle, the Disney shuttle, which is smart for them. Did, did they charge you a little extra for that? Like $20 sure. a person or something? Sure. Yeah. Did you do the green eggs and ham breakfast with. Did you do any of those special. Oh, like, yeah. The yeah. character breakfast. Yeah. Do you those, know what I'm talking waffles, about? About Mickey that waffles. That really Mickey waffles. Oh, fantastic! Wow, the exclusive club that only like uber rich people can get into. It's like twenty five grand or something. At Disney, mm-hmm. hmm. I've seen a lot of stuff like that. Like there's secret rooms you can book, like in the castle. Oh yeah, yeah. There's there's a room in Cinderella's castle. I mean that's like twenty five thousand dollars to spend. It's yeah, it's it's insane. 
It's very it's that maybe that's what it is. It's like super luxurious and yeah. Eight six five five four six eight two zero zero. Coming up, our old friend Christopher Gabriel from KMJ Fresno joins. CG's got thoughts. <laughs> you, are you sure? Did he's you talk fired to up? That? Well, I, yes. First of all, he's been texting me. Like he, I love CG. I know he's probably listening. CG, I, I love you. But he, he was just texting me like nonstop about uh, the like Woken Forty like thing where they're oh, I got him really I'm sorry hot. Wetzel 40 where they're yeah. mispronounced like mm-hmm. uh, he he is Maynardville mad about that yeah <laughs> he's over there he's see Jesus I know another person that's uh gets gets offended like that takes it personal who he's just say his name people can't see you nodding knowingly at Houston <laughs> Crest Houston oh, I was just doing that thing I do late at night where I'm like I'll stir this up a little bit kind of worked See, that's what I was saying yesterday. You stir stuff up on social media. What are you, I mean, you're going to cape for Wetzel and 40? No. They had it coming. So, I mean, it was a little, little cheap shot. Take it. Poor old Austin Price. That was a question. Guy was wearing a golf hoodie. This is a simple question. And he answered it perfectly, and it was a done deal. He gives us a bad rap. It did really look guess. like the South Carolina State it flag did. logo. <laughs> that's my old point. <laughs> the point. It did. But I don't go as hard as you do on Twitter. I just asked him a question. An honest mistake, I'm sure. Yeah. But not even a mistake. I mean, a man can wear what he wants. Just a, oh, I had no idea. All right, let's talk to Phil. Good afternoon, Phil. You're on the drive. It's Fan Run Radio. Hey, Phil. How you bearing the Houston done? Doing well. How are you, sir? I was hearing y'all cry about the NCAA. Whoa. Who's crying? Are you pro NCAA, Phil? Hell no, I'm not. All right, just making sure. I'm there. I'm there. That's scum, as far as I'm concerned. Got to fire a fire. Sounds like that's what we're doing. You I like was, uh, Kentucky and Kansas and all these other people have done in all these years, and you know they're still standing. That's why the same approach we got to we got to. So you've been pleased with the response? Did you expect it to go uh, as hard and fast as it has so far? Well, I mean, the truth will be in the pudding. And all this hot air we're hearing, around, you know, doing tweets and stuff. The bottom line is what's going to happen. We'll see, you know, who's got the power and who don't. Who's got the best law? Lo- I think we'll come down to who's got the best lawyers. <laughs> well, the next time the NCAA wins one of these things in court, I, I – I understand some of y'all are worried. I understand some of y'all think they've got a legal leg to stand on. I don't. I just don't. I, I, I think this stuff is this stuff has been decided time and time again. Every time they try and interfere with an athlete's right to make money, yeah, they get struck down almost unanimously. Well, like without even a, a second thought. Like it's it's not yeah. even close. I mean, call me crazy, but if well, if a Supreme Court justice tells you. That's illegal. You can't do that. There's nobody else you can ask permission from. It's done. Dude, he's telling them. Well, hopefully we got our ducks in a row and everything will work out all right. Because uh, you take Nick off that team next year, then you're looking at probably a six and six season at best. There's no way. 
There, there's no way they're going to rule this dude ineligible. I'm not even worried, yeah. not even a little bit about it. Not even a little bit. Well, I'll talk about something we need to worry about is uh, the basketball team. Uh, oh, dear. Phil, uh, are, people, are, are you ready to are you ready to punt the I mean you're I know you you let off your phone call yesterday by admitting that you and Pojo were day drinking together. Yeah. Uh, you said that you are tired of looking at Rick Barnes. You you realize we're, we're we're still number 5 in the country. You realize how ridiculous that sounded, Phil? We might sound ridiculous this time next week we won't be number 5 in the country. Probably about 15. Cuz Oh, if dear. they beat Kentucky, they'll stay in the top ten. But I don't see that happening because Kentucky's going to be desperate uh, Saturday, and it'll be eight on five, and you know what that means. If we beat Kentucky, we'll be. I think we'll still be still be in the top or, ten. We're still the, if we drop if we beat. Kentucky. We're still the sixth overall seed on Joe Lunardi's latest bracketology. Well, we don't. We're not playing like a, a, a high seed or a two seed right now. Well, we got some problems over there on that team. I mean, good Lord. No show for everybody but Connect. Everybody stands around and watch them shoot. I mean, what kind of offense is Barnes running now? There's been rumors, Phil, that several players had had the flu over the weekend. Mm-hmm. During the Vanderbilt game and had the flu. Yeah. Several of the kids came down with the flu. That would explain I, the fatigue I was mentioning after the game. That would explain them getting a whole day off, which is a comic very unlike Barnes. Especially this time of year. So Barnes got him a day off? Yeah, Polinski this morning said they had all of yesterday off. So well, he might have worked too hard last week in that, you know, open date week ahead. you know how Barnes is. Neither that or the rumors could be true and they might have just had a flu bug go through the locker room. Or it could just be a simple fact that you have to take one day off per week as an NCAA rule, and when you have a Tuesday night game, you're probably not going to do that on a Sunday in between the game. Maybe Wednesday was always going to be the day they took off. Fair point. Well, I told the, the Check the Snake crew two days ago that Tennessee's uh, team this year is not as good as the one last year. Do you agree with that? I don't know yet. I don't know yet. I, I think this team is better. Is my gut feeling, but I'm. I mean, it's not. I mean, we were what? Uh, what were, were four seed, five seed, four? Like, I believe. Yeah, four seed in the tournament last year. We're currently a, a a two seed, and and maybe that's a little bit high. But I mean, we're we're tracking to be a two, three, or four. I think we're going to be a little bit better than than we were last year. I think we're better filled I, just simply because we have Dalton Connect this year. Well, Dalton Connect's good, but. Uh, uh, I'd really have Conwise have Triple J playing the four. Triple J is 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 a non-factor at all now. On offense. Yeah, well, you score no points. What's the use of being on the floor? Because he's he got abused by South Carolina. His great defense there, there or not? Where was it? I mean, th- th- we only gave him 63 points. I mean, he's, what, the number seven rated defender, uh, according to EvanMikawa.com. Like You're only taking two or three shots. If you've got a guy that's taking 20 shots, like, I don't have a huge – yeah, I, I would love to get six to eight points out of him. That's not asking for much. Like, he's one of 18 from three-point range in SEC play. That's pathetic. Um, I, I don't know what's going on there, but, like, to me, that's not – a, you know, we're nitpicking on this. Phil, we got to run, man. Appreciate the phone call. Yeah. We'll talk more about Triple J coming up here to, uh, before the end of the show because I got some more thoughts on him 
and his role on this team. But we must pause for the cause ever so briefly. When we continue, Chris in Fresno, the CGP, joins the festivities. Stay with us. The Drive continues right after this. The Drive. Back here on the drive, Fan Run Radio, 105.7 FM, 1340 AM, streaming online. FanRunRadio.com, your free Fan Run app, a variety of ways for you to experience the program this afternoon. The Christopher Gabriel experience begins now. CG, good afternoon. How are you, sir? Good afternoon to you, my friend. I've uh, been listening in. Yes, uh, to answer your thought a moment ago, yes, uh, I love you too, brother, and I was listening. Uh, I, think Bear, I think Bear said uh, that I take some of this stuff personally. I, I'm not sure it's personal as much as uh, a couple of issues that we'll get into, but it, do I have some latitude here to address Phil? Oh, Chris. Uh, I mean, we're, we're, only, we're number six in Ken Palm. We're the number six overall seed on uh, Joe Lunardi's latest bracketology, but Phil's tired of looking at Rick Barnes. Yeah. Uh, first of all, Phil, love you, brother. Uh, hello from the West Coast. I listen to your calls all the time. Uh, first time caller, long time <clears throat> chance to have a chance to say something to you. Listen, uh, first of all, six and six, stop. Uh, please stop, stop hanging out with guys from Yahoo Sports. Uh, the Vols are not going six and six next year. Fine. I'll wait. Find me six losses on that football schedule. In fact, I'll be waiting till midnight. We'll just move on from there. Basketball, you know, I think a lot. I think a lot of times, fellas. And by the way, how many people are on this show now? There's like seven or eight guys in there. I mean, that's not a big studio, but it's you, Bear. You've got uh, Houston in there, back from the honeymoon. Congratulations, there. Tucker's Thank there. You. Is there any? Is there anybody else there? Uh, we've got a couple of interns we keep caged in the closet uh, back there, right. but we we have, due to you know. Labor laws, we can't mention them by name. I, I understand. That makes perfect sense. Uh, I think a lot of times, in all, in all seriousness, fellas, as fan bases, and this is not unique to Tennessee, we tend to look at our own team, and we have a, a rough effort, a bad effort, for whatever reason. I heard some of the things you were saying, maybe some sickness on the team, but you know they couldn't shoot inside, they couldn't shoot outside, they couldn't make free throws. Uh, their defensive rotation wasn't good. But I think we tend to see our own team and forget this, these kinds of things are happening to other teams that are considered elite or very good. Kansas has lost four. Marquette's lost five. Kentucky's lost four. Uh, Arizona, by the way, Kentucky, when you consider playing at Rupp Saturday night, Kentucky is already up 18, and we've got five guys fall out. Uh, <laughs> Arizona uh, has lost five games. These are all teams. North Carolina's lost three. Uh, if my point isn't obvious, when you start looking at other teams around the country, you realize that they are going through the same struggles. You watch it. Look at what happened the, uh, last night. I think it was last night with Northwestern and Purdue. Purdue was lucky to get out of that game, winning in overtime. North Carolina didn't get out of that game. These things are going to happen in the course of a long season. The bottom line is, how is this team going to be playing come March? We know what that answer has been for too many years, but I do agree. I think it was Bear or Houston. I think Dalton Connect is a big difference uh, maker this year. I think the fact that Josiah Jordan-James has remembered how to go to the basket is a big key. Zakai looks like he is 100%, if not 198 or 99%. Uh, Jordan Ganey is, found, is finding his shooting touch again. I think we need more from Santi. 
But I'm, I'm really not worried about this team. That doesn't mean that this team's going to win a national championship, but I think that this team is going to be fine. Yeah, I can't. One of the Kentucky coaches, I can't remember if this is Calipari or Patino, but they had a great quote about, you know, you're going to have over the course of a 40 game season, you're going to have five games where your team just elevates its play and plays better than you really are. And you're going to have about five games where your team doesn't really show up. But it's really, it's the 30 games in between that are kind of really who you are. And I, I just look at, at Tuesday as probably uh, one of the games where we just didn't show up. And, you know, my, my concerns about Tennessee basketball is like you said, I, I'm not saying they're going to win a national championship CG. My concern is that we get into a close tournament game and, and, and Rick Barnes can't get us over the hump. When, you know, and, and that was never going to change regardless of what happens in the regular season. So um, not panicking, uh, just trying to enjoy the ride. There are going to be some more good moments, and there's probably going to be some more bad moments. It's college basketball. Yeah, I, I agree with you completely. And the thing is uh, about this team, I think with Rick Barnes, when you really look closely at what he has done with his coaching style this year, uh, there has been a bit of an evolution to how he has coached. I mean, he's given the green light to Dalton Connect. We are pushing tempo much more than I can remember since he's been here, maybe since Grant Williams and Admiral Schofield. And even then, I'm not prepared to say this team is as good overall. I, I, think, I think they have more overall talent. It doesn't mean necessarily better, but we'll see as this thing shakes out. But they are pushing tempo. They're doing some things that they've not done in the past. And when I hear Rick Barnes repeatedly saying, I'm telling these guys, please keep shooting, keep shooting. How many times this year have we watched guys miss a couple of shots in a row? In, the, in past years, they have gotten pulled immediately. That has not happened this year. And I think a lot of that is the presence of Dalton Connect. And I think Dalton's presence alone has maybe opened. I mean, for a coach who is going to be a Hall of Fame coach, whether folks want to admit it or not, it's pretty obvious. I think that what we've seen is, well, you know what? If I'm giving Dalton Connect the freedom to do that, I need to give the freedom to some, some of the other guys as well. So let's see what happens. Uh, there's plenty of teams in the top 25, forget about the, the top 10 or 12 that have had their struggles. Listen, we cover the Warriors out here, and even in their championship years, they had nights where they lost by 25 points. So it happens to everybody at the NBA level. It happens to everybody, meaning very good to elite teams at the collegiate level. Christopher Gabriel, KMJ Fresno, with us this afternoon on the program. All right, CG, uh, the big news this week. There's been a good old-fashioned media firestorm here as the <laughs> yeah. NCAA thought, uh, you, you thought we were done with y'all? Ah, not yet. We're back. Your thoughts on Tennessee's latest brush with college athletics governing body? Well, this is a situation for me that runs back to my time in North Dakota. And CG there. And hello to everybody oh, in, oh, in East Tennessee. Hey, Chris, yeah. you, uh, you, yeah. you cut out for about five seconds there on us. Uh, You're just... about to say North Dakota. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just breaking into a discussion on North Dakota hockey, uh, but I'm going to bring it back. <laughs> Maybe it's good and, uh, that we that we cut out there. <laughs> well, you know, you know, we do what we can here. Uh, we're full service. Uh, but I went through this during the NCAA's situation with the University of North Dakota's nickname. Their nickname was the Fighting Sioux. And the reason I'm bringing this up today is because I listened to one of the interviews 
uh, on uh, somewhere. I don't know who it was, uh, but your, your attorney general, Jonathan Scrimetti. And I thought he said two things that stuck out for me because it's exactly these are those same words and phrases that I used back in North Dakota going to war with the folks in Indianapolis. He talked about how the NCAA, when it comes to rules and meeting out uh, discipline, they do it arbitrarily and they do it with favoritism. And that is not, for me, even though, yeah, I'm a Tennessee fan, but I'm a broadcast journalist. I take my work seriously, just like all of you do. And watching the NCAA over the years, the only thing they have been consistent in has been their inconsistency in how they send punishment out. And with the nickname, the reason I brought this up is because Florida State, they spent their $50 million with the Seminole Tribe in Oklahoma and Florida. Everything is fine. They get to keep their name. Central Michigan, they get to keep Chippewas. Utah, fighting Utes. Bradley University, they were told, you know, you're okay as long as you keep Braves, uh, but you don't keep any kind of uh, headgear or anything, you can keep that. But the University of North Dakota, they sent a team that included the state attorney general. These are all people I had on my show. The governor, the attorney general, the president of the University of North Dakota, and, uh, and scores of people, including the family of the person who, wrote, who drew the logo for the University of North Dakota Fighting Sioux, which is the same logo that you see on the sides of state police cars and on state route signs. He's from Sioux Nation, and yet they got rejected because they didn't have the right amount of equity. They didn't have the right amount of capital. Whatever you want to call it, there is, I mean, there's a lot of things in play here, but the bottom line is that's what happened. And so as I look at this situation, what this, I mean, the, the lawsuit with Tennessee and, Virginia, and the Commonwealth of Virginia is separate from what's going on with UT, but it ultimately gets down to a very simple concept, and I, I'm sure that you guys have talked about it today. At the end of the day, it gets down to the Sherman Antitrust Act. And, and if people don't know the, the very brief language, I'll read you a sentence and a half. The law prohibits conspiracies that unreasonably restrain trade. Under the Sherman Act, agreements among competitors to fix prices or wages, rig bids, or allocate customers, workers, or markets are criminal violations. Point being, the NCAA is coming in, and they are trying to essentially be uh, the holier-than-thou, we see all, we know all, and we're going to come after you if you're doing something wrong. But they have been, and I said this on Twitter, they have shown themselves to be, in this situation, the ultimate in moving the goalposts. That's what they've been doing. And the fact that they want to try, and I know that you've touched on this, fellas, the fact that they want to try and retroactively punish Tennessee in one way or another on rules that were not in effect several years ago is ludicrous. And the athletic, you know, I, I saw something from Stuart Mandel today uh, coming out and saying, and I'm going to paraphrase here, saying Tennessee is going scorched earth by using the mentality of, well, everybody's doing it. And he was quoting, he was paraphrasing Danny White. Well, anybody with a functioning brain that read Danny White's statement saw that Danny White wasn't saying anything of the sort. Danny White was essentially saying, you can't move the goalposts here. And, the, and what's really prescient to me here is how somebody who writes for The Athletic or has written for The Athletic, that publication has talked about everybody's doing it. Everybody's doing this. They have cited Texas. 
They've cited, I believe they've cited Ohio State. And so suddenly when Tennessee's involved, it seems to be a big thing. I, I applaud Dondi Plowman. I think she's been phenomenal with this. Uh, I, and I think that to come out, to come out and try to make as the, the three individuals. Have you talked about the the three individuals yet? The three individuals. You know who I'm talking about: Pat Foy, oh. <laughs> uh, Russell Gallagher, and uh, Dan Wetzel. The fact that they came out uh, and they can't say Nico uh, uh, Imaleva, or they, they they made a joke of it. And the fact that they, they – here, look, let me just – before I lose my mind, there is a certain point where you have to be accountable and responsible as a broadcaster. I have spoken to more college classes about this than I can count. As a broadcaster, and, I'm, and you all understand this, we are responsible to our bosses, to our coworkers, to our listeners, and to our families and not necessarily in that order. And we are accountable to those same groups. And when I read a column of a, a, a writer, these are I don't care what, we, we can say whatever we want about these three, but these are guys who are respected writers. I, I don't like their takes when it comes to Tennessee, but Dan Wetzel was in New York in federal court uh, you know, with the whole college basketball situation. Russ Delger, he's, these guys have covered major stories. Same with 40. But when you come out, and on video, we have the advantage of seeing and hearing the four P's, pitch, pace, pause, and power. We hear intonation. We hear inflection. We see body language. We see facial expressions. In a column, we don't have those luxuries, so it's very easy to mistake meaning, to get lost in where the meaning is supposed to be, even though a writer is ostensibly painting a picture. When watching these three butcher Nico's name, and then I've, I've been told that, oh, it, it's, it was a joke. It was a bit. No, it wasn't a bit. It wasn't a bit. The reason that they did that, and if they called into your show right now, I would say it to any of the three or all three of them. The reason they did that is because they have national equity, they're nationally based sports writers, and they believe they are above reproach. They believe they can say and act any damn way they please at the expense of their personal whipping boy, I'm not going to put Ross so much in there because Ross looked downright uncomfortable with what was going on. But the fact is, they know how to say his name. They know who he is, and it was wholly disrespectful to Nico and his family. And there are people, although it doesn't seem to be many, because it seems to be a lot of folks, rivals included, have lined up on Tennessee's side here when it comes to the situation with the allegations. We haven't seen a notice yet. And also this nonsense. Uh, there is, uh, there's a situation here where they owe that family an apology. Words matter. Okay, If you want to blur the lines and act like it's not a big deal, you, you, again, goalpost moving here. They, it, it infuriates me that they did this because they don't have any accountability. They don't have any responsibility. Otherwise, they wouldn't do that. So looking at this, the largesse of this, I, don't ha- I personally don't have any concerns that this is going to hurt Tennessee in any way. If anything, if anything, maybe, and Andy Staples said this, maybe they pissed Tennessee off so much that Tennessee's legal forces, along with Dondi Plowman and Danny White and company, maybe they pull another block out of the NCAA's Jenga bar. 
The reaction to the reaction of the national media is um, is fascinating to me. Like for, for those folks, it, it all goes back to Shiano Sunday. Like th- yep. that's all it is, and it's the same handful of guys that and this is kind of what you're talking about, CG. They they have grown accustomed to their role as gatekeepers. Oh, I write for Sports Illustrated. I write for the New York Times. You know, they have these. Uh, very condescending attitudes towards fans. And when you dare question that, it, it, you say, it was like, no, no, we're, we're not hire, hiring a coach just because you say it's a good idea. We're not, uh, we're not going to roll over and take it from the NCAA just because you have sources with the, no, we're not playing your game. Like these people, like they don't have the power that they once did CG they're mad about it. And Tennessee fans are very rude online to these people. Like, I, I get it. But um, the the professional journalists out there are able to put on blinders and just not worry about it. And these guys can't, man. Uh, 40, uh, you know. Um, Wolken, Trolken. Like, they're, they're just so, Wolken, yeah. so ate up with Tennessee hate, well, and it it's so transparent, man. Uh, it's amusing to me more than anything else. No, and you know the thing is, I'll throw out a couple of more names. These are some names, people who have, uh, Pat Forty's been on my show twice, and as a guest, he was fantastic. But his takes uh, are just, they are so colored with his agenda, going back to Quanzo Martin, and just it's ridiculous. But I'll give you a couple of names. Adam Rittenberg. You'll never see Adam Rittenberg acting like they did on that video, ever. Heather Dinich, you'll never see her acting that way. Uh, I mean, I could go on and on and on. Uh, Chris Lowe, you'll never see them act that way. And I said this, and, and if somebody wants to make fun of this, knock yourself out. But you just hit on it. You know, mine is a local show. We've been blessed to have a national following behind it. We've got the numbers. We've got the numbers to prove it. Um, Mine's a local show. It was local in Minneapolis and Fargo. It's local here. Um, I don't have the national equity that those guys do, but I would be willing to say that when I'm on the air, you know, we're on the air live with a clear signal, Sacramento, north of us, all the way down to the grapevine by Los Angeles and the entire central coast. So we have a pretty big listening area. We have a rule on my show, and this rule has been there for nearly 20 years, and that is you, the bar is you don't make fun of people their names, or their families. We can have a discussion that we vehemently and and vitriolically disagree. We can have those discussions, and on my program, we have had those discussions. But they will never be discussions at the expense of low-hanging fruit, making fun of people. And it's been my style for 20 years that I don't like ever going after people in our business because you and I, we know how hard it is to get these jobs. And they have a body of work that when you take out that video and take out some of the sophomoric, arrogant takes that they've had, purely directed at a fan base that they don't like because the fan base dares to stand up for the university they love and come back at them. They're not going to back off because, oh, oh, it's Sports Illustrated. Oh, no, it's Yahoo Sports. The hell with that. But the fact is uh, they, they believe, as you said, that because of those summits, that, that uh, you know, poor use of that word because the word for us, summit, means something entirely different, they believe they can stand up there, plant their flag, and act any old damn way because they always get away with it. They always are allowed to get away with it. And then they use their platform to throw their barbs or what have you, and they, 
they distort a situation that I find wholly unacceptable, wholly juvenile, and completely arrogant. Uh, you know, and I, I hope I haven't gotten off track too much here, but it, it just, I'm so tired, I'm so disgusted with the way some, not all, because when Tennessee fans say the entire national media hates us, that's not true. I have been in those press boxes at major events, major championships at the professional level and the collegiate level, college football national championship, the FCS, the Frozen Four, the Final Four. I've been to almost all of them except the Super Bowl. And, the, you know, whenever you run into college writers, the people who focus on college, they, people know that I'm a Tennessee fan. And I can assure you, even running into casual writers that don't ever necessarily cover college that much, there is not this widespread hatred. But there is some. There is some. And what I find laughable is that, Russ, you and I both know, and everybody in your studio knows, that it is generally unfounded. Just like that nonsense, the headline that was put on that podcast, throwing out the phrase death penalty. <laughs> Who are they kidding? Give me a break. Oh, man, the the guillotine awaits for Danny White and the Volunteers. <laughs> CG, we'll have to leave it there, my friend. Uh, always appreciate your passion, your enthusiasm for all things Tennessee. We will do it again soon. Uh, go follow him at CG Program on the X Machine, KMJ Fresno, weekday mornings. CG, always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Love you guys. Uh, appreciate the opportunity as always. Christopher Gabriel. The one and only, my man is fired up. We got to take our final time out. We'll be back. Wrap things up. Speak now. Forever hold your peace. 865-546-8200. The shocking conclusion of The Drive coming up. The Drive. Final segment of The Drive wrapping up. Thursday afternoon edition of the show. Our first show of February. This year month, Captain Romance. Your time to shine. Might Take learn notes, to, kids. Yeah. Take hey, notes, hey, Tucker. Hey, Chris, okay. you may want to pay attention this Valentine's Day. Yeah. You want to wow your your new bride? You, yeah, you, I haven't really, we haven't really done anything together in a while, so it's a good idea to be thinking ahead. You have access to a fountain of romantic knowledge that you've probably never Dude. been near. Are you? This guy went to Wendy's, a drive-through <laughs> Wendy's on Valentine's Day. You know what? <laughs> Not only is he still married, they're still crazy in love. Did you guys see that? Um, like the old 1979 ad from Wendy's for after the Notre Dame game in '79 that was going viral earlier today. Hmm. It was so nostalgic. That old yellow waxy cup. Oh they used yeah. To have. Oh, they oh, had man. those into the '90s. Those need to be brought back. Uh, those, the yellow cups. The big drinks taste better in those things. I'm the sure big Frosty sure does. The biggie the cups. Biggie. <laughs> uh, Christopher Gabriel, KMJ Fresno Bear. What did you learn? Uh, he never ceases to amaze me. Uh, he is fully triggered about the Wetzel, um, Ford, uh, Ford, whatever that guy's name, whoever that is. Uh, that whole deal. Uh, which also, side note, I, I I cannot believe none of us have brought it up. You are aware that Forty put out a very flat, dropped a very flattering article about Dalton connecting Rick Barnes this afternoon, didn't you? Oh, he did. Forty yeah. did. You ain't gonna butter us up, Patty. 
Does he realize that, that these that is athletic not how that departments? Works. He, he are, knows exactly what he's yeah, doing. He's, it, these guys like it. It's like, oh, this gives me credibility. See, I'm not biased. I'm not biased. I'm just doing my job. I'm just, yeah, whatever, dude. Whatever, dude. You're so transparent, so obvious. He's a troll. Get bent. Uh, Brad in La Follette says, are you aware how long this case will drag out in the courts if Lampley goes down every five minutes grabbing his knee? <laughs> I was getting ready to say, you do realize that if, if they're granted a, a TR, a temporary restraining order, like all this, like Nico could be in the NFL before this thing gets adjudicated fully. I'm telling you, th- there's no world where this thing is resolved quickly. No. It's going to drag out. We're going to, we'll forget about it for a couple of weeks. And then, like, a little nugget will pop in. Oh, they had a proceeding today. And we're like, oh, yeah. We'll get our dander <laughs> up and be really mad for two days. And then we'll forget about it for a couple of weeks. And two years. I think it'll be a two year process. Minimum. Ugh. And it depends. Oh, Nico can win us two natties in the meantime. It'll be fine. I'll, I'll be happy with one. How right now, I'd be happy with a playoff appearance. Oh, we're going to the playoff. I mean, come on. Just, just wanna, we just want to dance. Just want to go to the party. I mean, just the thought of Wetzel and Forty and all those sniveling little jerks having to cover Nico. Josh Heupel and Nico being handed the national title trophy uh. as the confetti rains down and Tennessee fans point and laugh at them, the emasculated little twerps that they are. They're so They have such oh. little self-awareness that they wouldn't, they wouldn't phase them, man. Wouldn't phase him a bit. Oh, it absolutely would. It would tear him apart. They wouldn't show it. They wouldn't admit it. But it, it would be that meme of the angry man with the smiley face mask on. <laughs> yeah. He's just crying and raging out behind it. That's that's what they would be. Tennessee fans take it to a whole nother level on 40. What's the best thing you saw him light him up with? What? Oh, uh, 40. I, I was going to ask, what's Some the photoshops that we can't really discuss on the air? Well, no, I got one. There was one in particular. I was like, wow. What is there. the funniest? What's the funniest thing we've seen this week? Because that, at the end of the day, it is a joke to me. If, if y'all want to freak out about the, it and the, worry, the biggest fine. bomb I saw dropped on 40 was when a Tennessee fan pointed out that he wouldn't even stand up for, stand up for his daughter when, uh, and, and say anything negative about when, uh, the, Leah Thomas uh, was allowed to uh, compete Apparently, against his daughter. Yeah, who is an, an, oh, an, she swam against. Yeah, and uh, his daughter is like Olympic caliber swimmer. Yeah, I mean, I, unlike uh, him, I, I don't hit below the belt. His, his daughter's incredibly talented, like Houston was saying, Olympic level swimmer, but uh, she couldn't beat Leah Thomas. <laughs> She's not a man. No. It's a man, baby. But yeah, yeah. there've been there've been some some good ones. Some Volnugs has gotten off a, uh, several good ones that we can't even say on air. I thought Geraldo's filing to Yahoo yeah. was pretty good. Not just Yahoo, but Sports Illustrated. Yeah, Sports Illustrated. I, I can't well. tell if Geraldo is being serious or if this <laughs> oh, is all is, the work. No, no, he is a hundred percent serious. Yeah, yeah. It's serious in that he did it. Does he actually believe some of the stuff he wrote? I don't know. There are screenshots of the letters, but it's really funny. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, Geraldo Vall is uh, alleging racism. He thinks uh, he's he's trying to get them either fired or at the very least subject to DEI training. <laughs> <laughs> Where uh, 
He was accused of <laughs> of of crushing and snorting sildenafil while writing the article. <laughs> that was uh, that was our boys over at uh, the Volnuk's Twitter account. Those guys go hard in the paint. All those guys do. Speaking of go hard in the paint. Speaking of um, cultural touchstone, the 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 culture wars. Yeah. We have not talked at all about, and I want for those of you who say that our show is immature, that we're mouth breathing, smooth brained morons, we're idiots. I would just like the record to show that not once, not once this week, have we even brought up for a single solitary second the Arkansas basketball love triangle story. That is true. We have not. We have stayed away from that. Haven't done it. Speaking of go hard in the paint. Well, we're out of time. Speaking of ba- speaking of banging down low, the old three-man weave. We haven't even brought it up. We haven't even brought it up this week. We and we're not left. going to. You know why? Because we are mature and we're better than that. We don't go there. We'll leave that to the morning show. Did they go into it? For Bear and Houston, I'm Russell Smith. Thank you, Tucker Harlan. Overtime building the boys coming up next. The Drive.